Hi, I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, a naturopath, healthy-ish lifestyle architect, body joy seeker, and French fry activist. And you're listening to 100% healthy-ish. Here's the thing. As a naturopath and an intuitive eating health at every size health coach, I have seen every angle and end of the health conversation. And after years of clinical and coaching experience, I've developed a framework for feeling good and having fun that I know you're gonna love. To be healthy-ish, we move beyond the boring basics and consider some ish you have never thought of before when it comes to your health. Are you ready? It's gonna be fun. Let's go. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. It's Easter Monday as I'm recording um, with a cup of tea and a bit of coffee cake that I made this weekend. Um, And I'm just recuperating. I don't know how your weekend was or how your week's been, but if you've been following along, I have had a lot happening. And um, yesterday I was what I lovingly referred to as catatonic tired. Like I came home Um, my youngest daughter who broke her ankle last week ended up having surgery yesterday morning and we had family here and, um, family ended up leaving when we got back from the hospital and I just essentially like collapsed on the couch for the rest of the day. I got up just to like heat up food for dinner that I had pretty much just like bought at Costco. Um, I made a little bit, I made the cake, you know, anyway, I kept it so simple. I was so tired. Um, walked my daughter down to the movie theater, my other daughter, not the broken ankle daughter, um, to meet some friends for a movie later that evening. And that was like it back to the couch. So tired. And then today I'm more like active recovery tired, you know, like I've been doing things, doing some work, getting back on track, but it has just been, I'm just the week, the past couple of weeks, the weekend, all of it is just catching up with me. So, um, that's what's happening for me. And I'm feeling good to be sitting here recording. Um, I am really excited to talk about what's in this episode, which are these different eras that we go through in health. Um, And for you to take a listen to my different eras, for you to identify yourself and where you are at in these different eras, and then to reflect to me if there are any places or spaces any different health areas that you've been in or are currently in that I'm not identifying. So if you want to give me feedback anytime in my DMs on Instagram at foodfreedombodylove.com or sorry, at foodfreedombodylove, (laughs) that's the Instagram. And you can email me anytime. Hello at foodfreedombodylove.com. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Today, we are talking about health eras, specifically the health eras that have happened in my life. Now, there's a few things I'm going to cover as I go through this. One of them being, I actually recognize how lucky I am to have gone through the majority of my early life in positive health eras. What we know, statistically speaking, is that most kids by the age of five have deeply internalized fat phobia. And most girls by the age of 10 have been on a diet already. And that's not my story. but I have gone through all the health eras, as many as I can think of. Um, If there's any I've left out, please, please, please DM me on Instagram at food freedom, body love, or hit me up on email. I've just gone through them at different 
ages and stages than you might have. And that's okay. Because what I know is that if you're here, if you're interested in healthy-ish, if you are interested in finding a way to feel good in your body and feel good about your body and take care of yourself without having to fall into these really all or nothing health traps and diet culture traps and restrictive food and movement patterns that I know that you've been through at least some of these healthy-ish, healthy eras. So I'm going to share mine. I want you to look for and find yourself in these stories. I want you to try to figure out where you are now. What health era are you currently in? And what are the unique possibilities that exist within the era that you're in? What are the challenges that exist in the era that you're in? And where do you want to go next? What is next for you? So, okay, let's go back and let's start with my earliest health era. My earliest health era, which ideally every baby, every young child gets, is the era of innocence. This, for me, this era is all about being totally oblivious <laughs> to, to health as a concept. You know, this is just a, a, an era of living, of just asking for what you want and what you need and ideally having those needs met. It's moving for sheer joy and play and curiosity and experimentation and growth. It is pure enjoyment of your body. And when you're not enjoying something, you let everybody know really clearly and really quickly, and there's no hiding or disguising or people pleasing involved, right? Um, innocence for me, I think lasted for quite a long time, like again, longer than I think most, but I can remember as early as probably four or five being aware of my body. So not necessarily trying to do anything about it, not being aware that I needed to do anything about it, but definitely becoming aware of the fact that my body is a thing and how it looks and how it exists in the world was a thing. Um, and so I think that my complete era of innocence ended around that age. And I will say that this is the one era that in my opinion, as I thought through this, I don't think we ever get to go back, right? Like it's something that we have very pure. It's very naive. It's like free being aware of health conditions and the effects of health and weight and beauty ideals. Like I, I just think that once we start to become aware of these things, we never get to go back. So for me, there was the, the era of innocence. And when it was over, it was over. And like I said, I feel very lucky to have had it for as long as I did, because I know that that's not true for everyone. And I wonder, just as you're listening to this, how long do you think your era of innocence lasted and what interrupted it? What was the messaging around food or bodies or well-being that happened early on? What are the big T traumas or little T traumas that may have happened that interrupted and ended innocence for you? The next era for me, again, your eras can be different, is an era I'm calling whole and healthy. And <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm honest, I feel like every era after that was trying to get back to this era. So whole and healthy for me was sort of from that age of five until um, probably my late teens. And in this era, 
I was aware of my body. I was aware of diet culture messaging and health messaging. And it was sort of like around me and I was aware of it, but I wasn't applying it to myself yet. So I didn't feel lacking. You know, again, I was aware of beauty ideals, especially as I got into sort of my my early teen and late teen years, I was aware of the body and the beauty ideals that existed, but I wasn't trying to do a whole lot to manipulate them. And while I was very aware of the fact that I wasn't a supermodel, I felt good about my body. I played a lot of sports. I played soccer. I played field hockey and I figure skated in my earlier years. And it just, I was very proud of and confident in all the things that my body could do for me. And so I just felt very whole. And I will say that the era that I grew up in, which was the 80s, 90s, um, there wasn't a big story about health. And so I just, I just had this sense that I was a healthy person without thinking too hard about the food that I ate or the balance of foods or um you know, I can remember as a teen being at soccer tournaments and we would just have like chocolate chip muffins and we'd slather cream cheese on them and maybe we'd have fruit or yogurt or there just wasn't this um, awareness of like balancing my plate or balancing food groups or counting calories. And again, I understand that I'm probably very lucky as I say that because I'm sure that there were girls at that age who were counting calories and worried about fat. And I just wasn't, I felt like I ate you know, great food. And my definition of great food was really wide and really varied at that time. And I exercised because I was in sports, but I also really wholeheartedly enjoyed all the time off when we were in the off season. I was just a teenager who didn't try to exercise. I wasn't trying to fit movement in, you know, there was just this natural ebb and flow. And um, it was just really easeful. And when there was effort, effort was just the byproduct of wanting to have fun and um, enjoy things. It was really about having fun and enjoyment, all of the effort. And, and again, I think that I called this whole and healthy because it came from a place of feeling very whole. There was nothing that I was doing at this time um, that was attempting to make up for lack. Now, I don't want to say that I was this perfectly confident, you know, I was like a teenager and I had insecurities and I'm sure that I had coping mechanisms and techniques. It just wasn't approaching my body and health in this way yet, you know? So I wasn't making decisions from a place of lack or anxiety or fear. And overall, you know, because of the privileges in my life, um, and just because of the way things played out, like I said, when, when there was effort being put into my health, it was always a product of sort of having fun, having fun and, and wanting things to be like enjoyable, wanting to eat really good food and, and have fun. So I was not at the point where I was manipulating or even intentionally changing anything. The next era is an interesting era. So for me, after high school, I did a year of university and it was still a little bit of this whole and healthy era, but I think there were some holes being poked in that. And, you know, I was feeling a little different about my body through my first year of university. I was exploring the concept of health a little more deeply. Um, 
I was not feeling good about the program that I was in. And I actually decided to take a year off from university. There were just some things were playing out in my academics and in my athletics that was making me feel just honestly a little bit bad about myself. And I wasn't loving the way things were turning out. So I decided to take a year off. And my one of my best friends and I at that time decided that we would move to Europe. And we had this incredibly wild, adventurous, fun year. We moved to Paris. That didn't really work out. We moved to London um, through like a series of really fun, but then also ultimately unfortunate events. She ended up getting quite hurt while we were there on New Year's day. She got a very bad burn from a kettle and um, she was in the hospital in London for a little bit, but ultimately had to fly home to recover and recuperate. Um, We were only she had just turned 19. So we were 18, just 19. She turned 19 in December and then had this injury. So we were very young living in a very big city and it just felt safer for her to go home. And I had made enough friends that I found places to live and to sort of exist. Um, But through that phase, a couple of things happened. I learned about naturopathic medicine. And I became interested in the way that food affected my body. Like this is something that really fully came into my awareness. Like it was coming in, in the years before that, but this was like, it really hit home. And at the same time, I was living this very indulgent, um, drinking, eating all the things, comforting myself, quite frankly, at times with food and alcohol as an, as a young person abroad, and I gained weight. And so I just had this different new awareness of my body. And near the end of that stay in London, and then as I came home, I entered a new era that I call ease and effort. And so this is an era that didn't feel hard, honestly, easeful, um, but there was effort, there was intention. It felt positive, but there was positive intention being put into food and movement for the first time. Like I was thinking about not just showing up to a game that I loved, but trying to get back in shape, trying to exercise, getting out to run. Um, I don't remember if I was doing anything else, but I feel like I was probably swimming, maybe doing a bit of weights. I can't quite remember. Um, Definitely running. And I was starting to think about food differently. And I was starting to put in some intention, like thinking about the, again, it was very easeful. It was not restrictive. Um, It felt very positive. It felt very light. It didn't feel overwhelming. It just felt good. It felt like it was bringing a lot of joy to my life, but it definitely did come from a feeling that there was something a little bit wrong that had happened in my body, right? I had gained weight um, and I felt like I needed to put some effort in. And I just want you to think about that. Like, have you had an era like this where you were putting in some effort, but it felt easeful and positive and it felt like you could put in some intention, but be balanced with it and moderate, like all those words that kind of get co-opted by the health and wellness industry and somehow get manipulated into restriction as you go. But there's just this almost a tiny bit of innocence to the intention that gets put in, in this era, right? It's like, I'm just dabbling. I'm just playing. I'm just, it's very light. You know, it felt very light. 
But I will say that what followed that era for me was an era that I call the angst and effort era or the anxiety and effort era. And so when did things change? When did things shift? How did I end up in this new place? Because it didn't feel light. It didn't feel positive. It actually felt quite negative in many, many, many ways. Um, essentially what happened was I was in this very easeful, positive place of intention and I lost some weight. Um, and the feedback that I got about that weight loss was so overwhelming that it started to create a lot of questions for me. Like, what did I look like before? I mean, I was just a really average, I thought, you know, again, not a supermodel, not pretending that I'm some beauty ideal, but I felt good about my looks. I felt good about my body. It felt like a strong athletic body. I was never the kind of gal that like wore bikinis or whatever, but I didn't feel bad about that. Um, but all of a sudden, all of this very intense feedback that I was getting about my weight loss and how much better I looked and how proud people were of me started to breed an anxiety about falling backward. And I think that there were other things happening at this time as well. Like I was growing up, I was moving into later years of my university. Um, I was making major life changes. There was relationship things happening. Don't get me wrong. I think that there were other things happening as well. But for sure, this era was in part, possibly in large part, brought about by this anxiety around my body and a fear of falling backward. I did not want to, to fall backward. I did not want to go back to whatever that person was before who obviously didn't look that good, according to everyone that was talking to me. And so this is the era of angst and anxiety and effort. And um, it was overwhelming, right? Like it started taking up more and more of my day, more and more of my time, more and more of my brain space and thought pattern. And to be quite frank, when I look back, the payoff was nowhere near as big as in the other eras, but I was too scared to let go. I was terrified that if I let go, if I didn't keep trying to like reach for, for bigger, better, um, you know, a little more restriction, a little better food choices, like it just kept more and more foods were being cut out. The safe list was getting, was dwindling. And for me, this, and, and for every, every person is different. But for me, this era bled into an era of disordered and, and quite frankly, eating disorder era where I was decidedly, obviously underweight, my food, although I was always eating and I was never purging in the form of like vomiting or laxatives. Um, I was definitely purging through exercise. My food choice list was incredibly limited because it had to be healthy and fit these categories and fit into this, you know, highly restrictive, effortful plan that I had made for myself. And it was entirely fueled by a sense of lack and fear and anxiety entirely. And I was stuck. I was stuck in the disordered eating era for a couple of years, probably three years. 
I was clear really early on that I didn't like this. I'll just say for me, I, uh, excuse me, sorry. I was really clear that I wanted more from life. And I feel so lucky that I was clear about that. Like, I was like, I love food and I love people and I want to be social and I want to do things. And I don't want to be in this place where food is so anxiety provoking that I'm irritable and I'm mean and I'm not kind to people and I can't socialize and I can't do things. And I, and I was very clear that I looked terrible, but it took me several years to figure out how to let go of that, even though I didn't want it, even though I wanted my body to change, even though I knew that I looked better with more weight on my body. And it also took time for my body to catch up. So I started eating again um, within a year of, of extreme weight loss, I, maybe even less than that. Like the really, really, really deeply restrictive period of my eating actually probably only lasted about six months. Um, but because I didn't have good guidance and I didn't have good help, I, I really rolled into like restriction binge eating. Um, but my body struggled to catch up. So it took a while for me to gain weight. And for many people in my life, I think there was the belief that I wasn't eating enough. And, um, I got a lot of negative feedback at that time as well. Like, really, really negative comments about my body and food. And it was a really tough time for me because I knew that I was eating. I knew that there were big chunks of the week that I was grossly in, in a lot of senses, I was overeating. I was eating in an out of control way. I was eating beyond full. I was eating to the point where I felt sick and my body didn't feel good, but I was also being restrictive um, when I wasn't overdoing it. And so my body was just on a roller coaster. Um, over the next few years though, through my mid twenties, I think that I rolled back into the era first of angst and effort. So I rolled back from disorder into angst and effort. Um, and then from there I rolled into this new era, a new era that I'm going to call the IDGAF era the I don't give a fuck era. Like I really, I think I was, I was halfway through my naturopathic degree. I don't think I quite got to I, what am I saying? IDGAF era at that point. I think it was probably after naturopathic school, but it definitely started partway through naturopathic school. I took a year off. My husband, who was my boyfriend at the time was living in London again. And I was like, you know what? I'm feeling burnt out from all this restriction, all this effort, all this negativity, um, the exhausting schedule that I was keeping for myself with movement. I was really ready to break patterns. And so I moved to London and I stopped running entirely. My body was in terrible, terrible shape. I don't mean fitness. I was in amazing fitness that year. I think I ran a, mar a half marathon without trying and I ran it in like an hour and a half and I wasn't even out of breath. Like I was my heart was, was in good shape. My muscles were in good shape, but my body was breaking down. Like I had a swollen ankle that hung over the side of my shoe chronically. I had chronic knee and, and, um, lower leg problems on the right side. Like I could just tell that my body was not okay. So I moved to London 
I used the change to like quit running and I started doing yoga and I started doing Pilates, which I thought was just like such a joke at the time. <laughs> like I was like, I'm not even exercising. I'm just doing, you know, this showing up to class and taking a nap stuff. Um, but I do believe that this was the beginning of my, I don't give a fuck era. Um, but I was still, I was still like trying to let go. You know what I mean? I was trying to let go of the angst and effort era that I had fallen back into. Um, so I was still on the roller coaster a bit. And then when I left school, I just hit this new level of like, whatever. And over the course of several years, I found intuitive eating. I had, ba- I had babies first. I had babies. My body changed. I found intuitive eating. And I really sunk into the I don't give a fuck era. Um. I was really deeply rejecting any form of diet culture. I was honestly rejecting any aspect of wellness and health culture as well. I mean, there were some really light things that I just always enjoyed from a really deep place. Like I've always enjoyed movement. So movement to a certain extent was always kind of part of my, my routine, but it was just like walking, you know, swimming at the ocean in the summer. Um, you know, biking around town, it was very light and it was really resistant or reactive to any kind of suggestion that I might need to limit something or reduce something or improve something in order to feel better in my body. And so there were so many beautiful things. Okay. So if I just backtrack for one second, so there was innocence, innocence is beautiful, but it can only last so long, right? (laughs) We live in the world we live in. Then there was whole and healthy and ideally everyone could just live in whole and healthy forever and ever and ever, you know, but the reality is that even if we didn't live in a diet culture and a wellness culture that makes us feel a little bit broken or a lot broken when it comes to our bodies and the way we care for ourselves, the reality is that aging would kick in. And at some point, if we are going to live a long life, we do tend to have to put some intention into the things that we do. Like I am now 43 as I record this, I'll be 44 in a couple of months and my body just doesn't function, right? The same way that it used to. And so learning how to put some positive, that ease and effort, positive, easeful effort into caring for ourselves, we have to move into that era at some point. And ideally we can do it in a way that is whole and healthy, Um, but there is some intention that's put in, right? If we want to feel good in our bodies as we age. And so that's not a, not a terrible era either, you know, where I did really get into rough eras was the angst and effort or anxiety and effort and the disordered eating eras. And I'm just wanting you to sit for a moment and just reflect on whether or not you've been in either of those eras. And I want you to reflect just for a a minute on how or why you may have ended up there and if there were any positives to it and just like stick with me I know that obviously eating disorders and disordered eating aren't positive but I will say that I think for me I was trying to cope with growing up and my life changing and yes I was anxious about my body and my food choices but I was also anxious about my life And what was going to happen next in my life. So while it wasn't uh, a 
a super helpful coping mechanism. It was a coping mechanism that served me until it obviously really didn't, you know? Um, I also want you to think about these eras and maybe what they took from you if you have been in either of them. Because even when I was a general naturopathic doctor, I saw so many people who were putting incredible amounts of effort into their health, but they did not seem healthy or well because everything was anxiety and fear driven. The fear of pesticides, the fear of toxins, the the fear of weight gain, the fear of sugar, right? And the difference between easeful, positive intention and effort and anxiety or angst-filled effort is that one, you put in a little bit of effort and you get a lot of positive outcome. The other, you put in maximum effort, all the effort, all the time. And the reality is that you might be getting some positives from it, but a lot of those positives are being negated by the amount of stress and fear and anxiety that you're in. And so if we do the health math, like you're putting in all kinds of work and you're not really getting ahead. In fact, for some people, I think they're actually falling backward. Have you been in that era, the angst and effort era? And what did it take from you? And how did you end up there? And, and if you've gotten out of it, how did you get out of it? And if you haven't, don't worry, because this is the work that I do. This is 100% what healthy-ish is all about. It's about reclaiming whole and healthy. It's about reclaiming the ease and effort eras of our life. So now back to the, the I don't give a F era. What is the positive of that? For me, the positive of that era was that I was untangling and deconstructing and shaking off years, decades at that point of brainwashing around my body, my weight, my personal responsibility, and the responsibility that I had as a woman to look a certain way and, and eat a certain way and exist a certain way in the world. I needed this era. I needed to look every societal, social, health, and diet construct and beauty ideal in the face and like burn it all to the ground. I needed to, to shatter all of it so that I could start to rebuild from a place of wholeness again, from a place of like, I don't have to earn my worth through how I look or how I eat or how healthy I am. So this era was incredibly necessary and needed. And I want to suggest that it is very possible that if you are in this or you have not yet been in it, you need an I don't give a fuck era. But I will also say that as someone on the other side of this era, the downside of this era is that we, we are, are, again, for really good reasons, often taking a break from over-tending to our physical body in order to heal up mental and emotional wounds, right? I was saying F you 
to health and wellness and diet culture. And I was healing up my relationship to food and my body. Very necessary. But what I have seen, because I was, I did that work, the, the breaking down work as an intuitive eating coach and a naturopath for like almost 10 years exclusively, is that many of the women that I work with get stuck in this era. It is a necessary era. But for me, quite quickly, I came to the point where I realized I'm, I'm, I don't, I, I'm ready to re-explore health and wellness, but with new eyes and new perspective and new motivation. I couldn't stay in the IDGAF era <laughs> for too long, for more than a few years, because I was feeling tired and run down. And I felt like my blood sugar was all over the place. And I felt like my food choices were all over the place and I wasn't sleeping properly and my stress levels were through the roof. And this wasn't all because of the era that I was in. It was because of my life, like it's because of the stage of life that I was in raising young kids and building a career and taking care of parents and, you know, all the things that happen. And so before I shared with those that I practiced with, because to be quite honest with you, as a practitioner in the anti-diet body positive work, it felt really politically loaded to start to re-explore health again. It felt like I was going to be criticized or canceled. And, and then on a personal level, I had to really work through the resistances that I had because so deep in my body, health and wellness had always been linked to restriction. So I had to work through these things. So before I shared any of this with anyone else, I worked through it myself for several years and I entered into what I call the healing, but sore and not too sure era. <laughs> so I was healing up my relationship with food in my body. I still had sore spots. I was still really sensitive. And I was not too sure, you know, there were things that I was like, I don't know if I'll ever invite worrying about hormone disruptors back into my definition of health and well-being. You know, like I was, I was healing, but I was still sore and I was not too sure. And the way that I, that I lived and moved through this era was just very slowly. And this again is very much a part of the healthiest journey. If you are here and you are in this place. It's about experimentation and curiosity and knowing that no matter what is out there in the external world, you are always the ultimate decider of what is right for you, that you're allowed to try things on for size, to rewrite the rules and do it your way. So I'm just trying to think of some specific examples of this. So um, this would just be like, you know, me playing around with how much gluten I eat in a week. I was, I wasn't ready. I was healing and sore and not too sure if I was ready or would ever be ready to cut out gluten hundred percent, but I was ready to experiment with reducing it because of how tired I felt and because of how irritable I was feeling. Post the birth of my children, I had some digestive stuff that grew. I developed some gastritis. I was ready to experiment with, you know, how much of some foods I was eating and how late at night I was eating. I was ready to play around with these things, but I wasn't sure. I was still a little wobbly and figuring it out. 
but ultimately in moving through that, and I can help you move through this too, if you're in it, because guidance is so helpful. I could have shortened up almost any of these eras that I've been in with some expert coaching and guidance and, and, and health support. I feel like I have very slowly and surely moved back into this beautiful new place that I'm calling healthy-ish, which is a combination for me of whole and healthy and ease and effort. It's both of those things. It's, I feel whole and I feel well, but I'm also aware more than I was as a teenager of, of the fact that I'm mortal, <laughs> that I'm aging, um, that the decades will keep being difficult on my body and I have to really put some intention in. But it's coming from this place of ease and effort. And even if I have to limit something like a food or, or an activity or a whatever it is, it is always in the service of greater expansion, of bringing more abundance in my life more time, more energy, more vitality, right? Are you there yet? Have your have you where you know have you moved your way through angst and effort and IDGAF? <laughs> have you moved through the healing and sore and not too sure? And are you ready for healthy-ish? Because wherever you are in these eras, I would love to meet you with the work that I do. I would love to meet you. These eras, like I said, all have their challenges. All of these eras, quite frankly, show up for a reason. And there's a lot of importance to them if they've shown up in your life. And we can figure out what the importance is of the era. And then we can work you back into your best, most whole, positive, easeful, if intentional, era. And again, for me, this final era, which I just hope to sink deeper and deeper and deeper into, I just hope to find new iterations of it that are like more, more joyful and more fun and more clear as I age. Um, and like I said, I'm calling this era healthy-ish. All right, that's it for me today. Stay tuned for the next episode where I'm going to be talking about the five things that I focus most on that make up the magical formula for healthy-ish that I'm looking at with every single woman that I work with. There are five specific areas when it comes to getting into that healthy-ish era of their life that I want to optimize. I want to explore where there are challenges and barriers and blocks so that they and you can live your healthy-ish possible life. Stay tuned for that. That's coming up next. And uh, until I talk again, have a great day.